Hello, everyone. So this is in response to a lot of the DMs I've been receiving on my Instagram profile, Next Chef Network. A lot of you since I've seen the last podcast that I've done with uh, Mr. White uh, Whitehouse uh, from CW Dressings um, and some of the things that we were covering in that particular interview were the, and which y'all was asking a lot of questions about, was in large of the uh, process to become a certified veteran-owned business and certified uh, service-disabled veteran-owned business. So um, I want to do this particular podcast just to cover step-by-step instructions, more in-depth instructions on how you, the uh, veteran, could turn your business into either a veteran-owned business or certified veteran-owned business. So um, just bear with me. I got some uh, footnotes here uh, just because it is a lot of steps that you have to go through. This is something that's not going to be a one-week turnaround. It's going to take a little bit of time. All right. So just bear that in mind. Um, Some other things that goes behind your certification uh, processes is, you know, if you had 20 plus years in the military, there are a a little bit more documentation that need to be uh, representative of your uh, tenure within the military. Um, And also just the, the complete opposite. If you only did one contract term of three or four years, then, uh, and you can show proof that you have been uh, within the military. And of course, we're going to cover this uh, a little bit down the road or that you got injured while serving um, in your one contract term, you know, then it's going to be a little bit expedited. So let's go into some of the things that's going to get sent to you and some uh, most of the stuff that you're going to have to uh, be able to submit and show proof. Now, this is going to be very focused on the National Veteran Business Development Council. And I say it again, the National Veteran Business Development Council. Right? There are other um, uh, veteran certification bodies. Uh, you could go through the VA. Uh, that's a very large one. Or you could go through the natural National Veteran uh, Business Development Council. Um, now, a little backstory before I proceed. You know, my time as the chef and owner of um, uh, New York Fire Wings, that was, I went through the whole process personally um, when I started out as a product company to become a certified service disabled veteran owned business. Um, and then the person that uh, I interviewed previously with uh, the owner of uh, CW Dressings. I've also assisted him going through the whole uh, veteran certification processes. So now reading off my notes here, uh, the first thing that you're going to have to submit is the benefit summary and uh, verification letter. So you'll be able to get those through the uh, the VA. All right. So everything we're talking about is pretty much you being a veteran. You are no longer connected 
uh, by reserve, National Guard, or active duty. You're completely out, you fully ETS'd, you're done with whatever branch of service. So bear that in mind. Uh, you got to get your benefit summary and verification letters. All right, you got to submit that. That shows proof that you are uh, somehow connected uh, to a military branch. Now, the next thing you need to submit is your capability statement. So in my case, I've, um, again, when I started this uh, process, I had, I had a product company. So a product company, uh, you know, it, you have to look at it from a point of what you are in your capability statement, simply saying, hey, I can only produce X amount of products. You know, uh, in my case, uh, my manufacturer could, could produce X amount of products a month. And um, this is the way that we operate and stuff like that. So definitely, if you're not familiar with what a capability statement is, uh, do your due diligence. Um, it's a very simple one pager uh, that you have to be able to create and submit uh, on your company's behalf. But it just shows from an operational standpoint, the things that you are able to do, you know, with uh, a lot of time, um, uh, you know, uh, even on a short notice, uh, the things that you are able to produce in, in numbers. Uh, now, if you are a service based business, then uh, you're you're going to have to. You know, you do, you, I believe you'll bypass the capability statement. It's only for those that have products. Now, uh, once you submit those, the uh, National Veteran Business Development Council, we're going to call them NVBDC uh, moving forward. They will send you a declaration letter. Uh, you got to have it uh, completed and submitted, and uh, it shows proof and other info that you are uh, a veteran. Um, now, you have to also send them a bank letter, all right, or preferably if you are in business and you have some transactions underway, um, then, you know, obviously you don't have to submit the bank letter. You could just send them a bank statement. Now, the bank letter uh, is what you will create it's on an official company letterhead. It's also a one pager in the state in that you do not have uh, an active uh, bank account that you just started. So this is for the people that just started their business. Right. And you don't have any meaningful uh, business transactions. Right. Um, why and on that uh, bank letter, you also want to input why you do not have an active account. Um, and just go into like a little bit of the details of that, right? And remember, professional business letterhead throughout. Now, you're also going to have to send, if you are a product-based company, uh, an equipment contract assessment, right? So that's also a one-page um, professional letterhead that shows uh, the products you carry, who creates your products? Is it you? Is it a manufacturer, third party, yada, yada? Uh, who creates the products? The manufacturer information. If you go by a manufacturer, in my case, I had a manufacturer, so I had to put 
my manufacturer's uh, full contact, business name, address, everything uh, on there. And um, they're going to contact your manufacturer, get some verification through him or her. Uh, if you have a manufacturer, if it's um, if you are making the products, then you want to have your uh, contact information and also stated that you have um, are are making whatever products you're making. Right. And um, again, production uh, cost. So how much your products cost, how much you are selling your products, um, every everything that's product focused. Now, if you're a service um, based company, then obviously you do not have to concern yourself um, with the equipment contract assessment. They'll send you something else that's a little bit more streamlined. So people, before I even go further, there's always two sides of the house. It's either your product based company or you are a service based company, right? So the stuff that I'm reading off to you first is from the standpoint of being a service based, I'm sorry, a product based company correction, because I was a product based company when I was going through the certifications. Now, if you're service based, I'm going to let you know this applies to you. This do not apply to you or this is a gray area. Another thing is a member's letter. Now, this applies to either side of the house. Um, member's letter covers all the owners or if you're just the owner, it would just be you. Uh, positions, uh, members, meetings, uh, recorded dates is also important because as an LLC, whether you know it or not, you are actually supposed to hold uh, monthly members meetings uh, to discuss all of the things that's happening in your business. And it has to be recorded and filed. They want to know all those dates. Um, what's what happened in those members meetings, the uh, your corporation secretary name, the corporate secretary is the person that's supposed to be tasked with uh, the recording and filing of your members meetings. And then if you have uh, sales or a management team, who are those people? They want people names. They want the descriptions of the jobs, the titles, everything. All right. Now, the next thing is the foreign entity letter. Now, the foreign entity letter uh, is another one page document. Um, official company letterhead is a statement declaring your business is or is not a foreign entity. Now, if you have an LLC and how uh, foreign entities work is this very simple. If you have your LLC structured in, let's say, New York, and you operate your business in New York, then you are not a foreign entity, right? So if you operate your business and your LLC is in New York, I'm sorry, if your LLC is in New York and you operate your business in, let's say, California, any other state outside of where you have your LLC uh, housed and you are then considered a foreign entity, even if it's a state over. So if you have your business uh, LLC held in New York, 
and you were to operate your business in New Jersey, you are a foreign uh, LLC. Uh, so you're going to need a one pager explaining the, the makeup of that, right? Hey, the, my uh, LLC is done here in this particular state, but I operate my business here, here, here. Uh, we are looked at as four entities. I got, you know, uh, other legal documents, uh, be, you know, showing proof that I'm able to operate my business in these other respective cities and states. Uh, declaration letter. So once you send them the uh, those other documents, they're going to send you a declaration letter. That declaration letter, you're going to have to key in just a little bit of information. It's a contract. And uh, you're going to, it's pretty much saying that you are certifying that all documents, everything that you have submitted is 100% correct. These are all legal documents, people. So you, you got to be on point every step of the way. No falsification, no no nothing you got to be squared up right and then there you got to have to uh, submit a request so they're going to send you this right uh it's called a request pertaining to military records right so this is going to be one of the last documents that you're going to have to sign off on that's going to be sent to you through the national veteran business development council this gives them authorization to pull all of your military records to cross-reference everything that you have given them so they could uh, verify that you are what you say you are and you have what you say you have. All right. So after that, you're going to have to wait, um, uh, you know, a couple of days while they cross-reference, they dot the T's, dot the I's, whatever. And um, eventually at uh, some uh, period, you know, they're going to issue you your certification. You are then going to be a certified veteran-owned business or a certified disabled veteran-owned business. Now, again, what happens when you have these type of certifications and the actual impact that these uh, certifications have on your business moving forward is a lot. So once you become certified uh, veteran business, um, you are going to be put in a very powerful and unique situation. So one of the main benefits with this is it opens up government contracting to your business across the board, whether you're a product base, uh, you know, you, you own food products and so you want to get into dining facilities, military basing, um, mili you know, uh, government uh, facilities and banquet halls and stuff like that. Um, and don't think just government as in military or or department of whatever. Um, we're talking about government department of education. You can get your products and or beverages into schools, into universities, um, anywhere that is governed by a, a department body, you can segue yourself into those network channels and increase your, your business uh, and viewership. And uh, another great thing is 
you can also deal with big box retail stores. So a lot of these retail stores love to see and prefer, like I said in the interview, they prefer businesses to have uh, service disabled veteran owned business, uh, some some kind of certification, minority owned business, um, woman owned business, some kind of certification. Because like I said before, a lot of these um, big box retailers, Walmart, Target, uh, Costco, Wegmans, um, they, they already know that you have been cross-referenced and verified. Um, so they already know if you got these certifications, we already trust these uh, certifying bodies to do their due diligence on you. So that's something that we don't have to concern ourselves with. We already know you're good to go. So just come on, let's do business. So it opens up a lot of doors before you actually go through it. Um, and another thing too is you can bid on government contracts. So if you are a service-based business, right, this is going to be for you, right? If you provide services, uh, you could be able to bid on any government contract, federal government, state government, local government, uh, municipalities, townships, anything, you counties, anything you can think of, you can be able to bid on any contract given. Now, here is the most critical thing. So there are levels to this. So do not get it construed. So you, you have to know that and I think this part is a little bit foundational knowledge. So uh, everybody know in the service industry that there's a certain allocation that has to be given to minority owned businesses that's given to women owned businesses and all of this other stuff out here. But there again, there are levels, meaning this. Let's say you're you're bidding for a federal contract let's say 15 million to do some kind of construction on government buildings. Let's throw that out there, right? Now, $15 million. So the government is gonna open it up on SAMS. So make sure your business is also registered if you are a service-based business through SAMS, right? So you can be able to, SAMS.gov. So you can be able to get these access to these contracts. Now, they are going to look at all the companies that have submitted themselves uh, through uh, for the contract through sams.gov. The, the, the businesses that do not have any certification, and yes, it's going to be open to them as well. They're going to be at the bottom floor. They're going to be right here. No matter how much they got, it could be a $100 million uh, construction company in this uh, scenario. And then, and we're talking about level of preference, right? This is something they don't tell you. Civilian company, it could be worth a hundred million. They're going to be right here. And then the next preference is going to be given to women-owned, minority-owned businesses. It's going to be the next step up. And then the next level of preference is going to be given to veteran-owned businesses. And from veteran-owned business, the highest level, unbeatable level, 
All right. This is the turbo charge. This is the maxed out. This is a given. If you are a service disabled veteran owned business, you're going to have the first preference over everybody else in those other categories I just mentioned. So that's why if you are a service disabled veteran owned business, a lot of that preference will be given to you. And it do not matter if you just started and you have $100 in your business account versus, you know, you got a couple of dollars behind you, you know, a hundred thousand, a million, whatever. It don't, it don't matter. Right. So, but at the same time, across the board, you always want to make sure everything that, that you have going for yourself is 100% like you are ready. You have the, the team, uh, uh, behind you, you have the production uh, capabilities behind you. If you are in the product side, um, you're you're ready to go. You got your management team. You're locked in uh, because once the government give you the green light, you only got one time with them, and you better not mess up because if they give you that green light, they're taking a, a wage bet, and if you fumble that, you will never get another contract ever again. And if you do, they're only going to throw the cookie crumbs at you. $50,000 contracts, stuffed contracts that's lower than a hundred thousand. So they will give you a shot for, you know, if you're unproven, the government will give you a shot at a contract and you as a service disabled veteran owned business or a veteran owned business, you'll get those preference. Hey, here's a $80,000 contract. See what you're going to do with that. You go in, you kill it. You're on time. You're 100% professional. Your team, your crew is all professional. 100% spot on job. Good. Send it up. They release the money. Boom. All that stuff is good. And then you throw in for another contract. And then that's how you ride that system all the way up. So keep those in mind. Uh, realize these steps. Also go to national veteran business development council i'm going to leave that in the link uh below and make sure you go through the processes register get that certification veterans it's owed to you all right thank you